All right, Justin, sing me a song that makes you think about food or eating food. Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, food commercials have always just kind of been a staple. Like, you know, there are some that you just remember and everything like that. So I guess we'll go with one of those. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When you can have pizza on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. There you go. I think you fucked up the words. Because I think the words are, when pizza's on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. What did I say? When you can have pizza on a bagel? (laughs) Yes. But. You did the Bagel Bites theme song. Who can be mad at that? You get a point, Justin. Yo. All right, Heather, what about you? I'm loving it. Ooh, D's. I don't know if that's a song. I it's don't know if that's the a song. same thing Justin did. For one, what Justin did was a lot longer. And to me, that's just like a, that's, that's what just, the song is. That's just a diddly or a jingle. I don't know if I'd call it a song. Oh, but it's McDonald's. But it is McDonald's. Hmm. Mm. You said it makes you think of food, right? That's what yeah, the requirement was. Yeah, but it's a jingle. Was. But the, that's the thing is, I don't know if it qualifies as singing me a song about food. You sing me a jingle about food. Can it be a song that's not necessarily about food, but it makes you think about food? Yes, that's what I said. Okay. Um, I can do another one then. I have All right. Another let's one. see. Let's see. <laughs> and I said, "What about breakfast at Tiffany?" She said, "I think I." Remember the film? I love that song. How does that make you think about food? Breakfast at yeah, Tiffany's. But it's a movie. <laughs> it's a song. It, I know, the song it, is called Breakfast know, at Tiffany's. But it's talking about the movie. It's not talking about actually having breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, but you it's said it's about not about food, but it could remind oh. you of food, and that it does. And the, it, That's what's weird, is that reminds you of food and not of the classic Audrey Hepburn movie. That's what's weird about it. I didn't say it didn't remind me of the movie, (laughs) but it just also makes me think about food because I love breakfast. Does the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's make you think of actual breakfast? (laughs) No, the song does, though. That's so weird. All right, Justin, you decide. I can't decide. Oh, my gosh. It hit the requirements. You said it can be a song that reminds you of food or makes you think about food. And yeah, but it you shouldn't. didn't say it had to it be one shouldn't. that you... It shouldn't. It has the word breakfast in it. Like okay. I said, Justin gets to decide. Oh my gosh. You've made your case. Justin, decide. Wasn't the whole reason that it's called hey, Breakfast hey, hey, at hey, Tiffany's... Hey. No, I'm asking a logistical question. Because I, I'm fairly certain I know, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Isn't it because she was having like breakfast at a cafe across from Tiffany's? Isn't that why it was called that? I believe so, something like that. Okay. Or she would just All go right. there in the mornings, like when she would be walking, and like that was like her breakfast was like standing there looking at the jewelry. It's actually yeah. been a while since I've seen the movie. I don't remember, but <laughs> me too. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, like I said, Justin, decide. Man, like 
I do agree that is a bit weird that breakfast at Tiffany's makes you go yummy mm, food breakfast. But you, Sterling, you did say in your verbiage, you said any song that makes you hungry or makes you think of food. And if that legitimately makes her think of food and breakfast when she hears that breakfast at Tiffany's song, then it does have to count. All right, Heather, you begrudgingly get a point. Thanks. <laughs> but I, I would just think of the movie. Too. I'm just saying. One was a jingle, quit calling it a song. It was a theme song, like Jastin's was. Jastin's is a song. Yours was a jingle. Okay. You got a point. Shut up. Okay. Like, why are you arguing? You got a point. Because you said it was begrudgingly. It is. I wanted, like, it is, but you still I'm, got it. Okay. I can begrudgingly still <laughs> take it back. I could, oh, set, no. I could set aside Justin's verdict. I know you can't. There's You've been a lot of controversial things with appeals courts this week. We can just add this oh, to boy. the list. That was okay. a terrible joke. I am sorry. I'm not going to cut it oh, out, my. but I'm sorry I made that joke. But yes, you get a point. The actual song you guys should have sang, though, was Eat It by Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, Eat It. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That was the song you should have sang. Just saying. I'm pretty sure there's probably another Weird Al Yankovic song that's directly about food also. Man, I should have gone with Peanut Butter Jelly Time. I don't know why I didn't think of that one. Oh, you definitely <laughs> would have gotten a point for that. Oh, yeah. Peanut butter no. jelly time. Peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter jelly. Yeah. Peanut butter jelly in a baseball bat. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, but it works. No, it doesn't. I'm it saying it works is like a song no that fits sense. with your criteria. It makes no damn sense. Anyway. Now I'm grumpy. You guys made me grumpy. How does that make you grumpy? Now I'm going to grumpily talk about food. <laughs> me, okay. Me having a thought about food over something that doesn't make you think about food makes you grumpy? Yes. Oh boy. It's right up there with pineapple fucking on pizza. It's the same shit. Oh boy. We're going to get into that again today. I already know. So we will talk about it again. Anyway, here's our theme song. Somebody ought to listen to me. Nobody knows anything but you. Cinema Slayers. 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 Hey, Cinefans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Heather and Justin. And tonight, we are doing another installment of our monthly off-script series where we talk about anything and everything-ish, because tonight we do have a theme. We're going to try themes for a little bit, see how that works, you know? So tonight, our theme is food. We asked you guys for food-related questions or topics. You guys gave them to us. We're going to go through some. Or all. I don't know. 
we're just starting this episode, so who knows where we'll go. Heather, you've collected all our shit. So give us our first food-related topic and or question. Yes. Uh, thanks to everybody who sent in questions. Uh, we love when you do that, so keep doing that when we have these. Um, the first question is from Jeb. And the question is, what are your go-to meals combos with dessert? I don't know if I have Combo. one with a dessert. I don't always eat dessert. That's weird. You're not really a dessert person though, right? Not. I'm semi, like, I'm not completely against the idea of dessert. But I'm kind of like Captain Holt on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like, if you want dessert, just eat more food. <laughs> yeah, just eat more of your meal. Kind of how I am I with mean, that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting question because, like, I can see why people are like, "Oh, if I have this meal, I want this dessert with it." But I'm not. I'm just more of like. If I want dessert at the time, I'll get it. Not necessarily with like some kind of combination. Um, but if I had to choose with like just off the top of my head, Portillo's came to mind because they have like a chocolate cake shake. So I really like that. So I think like maybe a burger and fry combo with the chocolate cake shake, which is a lot of food. So definitely don't eat all of it because you won't be able to. But that combination, I don't hate. But again, I'm more of like, I'll get dessert if I want dessert with any meal. Like, I don't have like a, a specific combo necessarily, but that would be probably, if I'm thinking of combos, that's definitely up there. Um, I, I guess for me, because yeah, I was also, when I first heard that question, I was like, well, does he mean like dessert combos or does he mean like you have to have a meal? And then a dessert with the meal. So I was like, should I talk about like things that I combine for a dessert or should I talk about like, cause I don't, cause I'm kind of like you guys. I don't normally, I mean, normally when I eat a meal and I, if, if I'm at a restaurant and dessert is offered, most of the time I'm like, uh, no dessert. <laughs> you know, most of the time I'm saying no to dessert. But um, sometimes when I would do a cheat meal, like I, I and, and I'm feeling like a pizza, I will often order a pizza from Domino's. And sometimes I'm not. Um, I will like if they're if I'm doing the the whole you know that they have a mix and match menu where you can pick two items and both items are five ninety nine or whatever the case may be. So sometimes I will do a pizza. And they've got this uh, marble cake brownie dessert, and that's oh, good. I've seen that. Yeah, that it's looks really good. good. And and I'm a brownie person. I love like brownies. So sometimes I will do that. I'll do a medium pizza, and I'll do one of those marble cake brownies. Like if I really just want to cheat, like just down in the gutter cheat, then I'll do that. You know, I'll do. Instead of doing two pizzas, I'll just do the one pizza and the brownies. But I really like those marble cake brownies. Um, and just, I guess, just to name a couple of other favorite desserts, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings has this thing called dessert nachos. And I discovered that 
and that is really good. It's like sopapillas and um and they put honey and cinnamon on those and then like the uh instead of like the meatballs, the meatballs are actually like I guess they're like man, they're like some sort of ice cream. It's like um there's some sort of ice cream. So it's not meat, but it's like these little ice cream balls that they put in almost kind of like dots or something like that. That is a really good freaking dessert. Um, and then I remember when we were in Chicago, that chocolate cake that we had, the devil's chocolate cake or the, the ultimate sin chocolate <laughs> yes. cake or whatever it was called, the cake from hell that was 3000 calories or whatever it was. That was really good too. So I guess, man, dude, it was like eight layers and it was like (laughs) so rich, but me, I'm, I'm a chocolate person. So most of the time, if I'm doing some sort of meal with the dessert, I'm probably going chocolate. You know, if you can't tell, (laughs) I get that. I'm the same way. I mean, I'm not huge on desserts or anything like that. Uh, so the way I wanted to interpret the question was like a go-to combo or something like that. So I'm not going to go like my go-to combos when I go to like fast food places. So like if I go to McDonald's, I typically get a number seven, which is the two cheeseburger combo. And then I get a triple cheeseburger with that. All no ketchup. And like fries and a drink, fries and unsweet tea specifically is what I get. Uh, if I'm at Whataburger's, the green chili double with fries and a drink with an extra green chili double because that's delicious. Um, when it comes to dessert, there's only like one dessert that I am almost guaranteed to always get if the restaurant has it. And just sadly, a lot of restaurants don't have it anymore. They've got stuff like it, but they don't have this dessert anymore. And it makes me sad. Is a slice of apple pie. I love apple pie. Specifically with cheese on it. A slice of apple pie with cheese. Um, typically a Ameri- uh, slice of American or cheddar. Melted on top. So like you heat up the apple pie. Then you just put the cheese on it and you serve it. Bam. Delicious. And that's why I get it. Because like apple pie I can get cheese on it. But like I said a lot of places don't have apple pie anymore. They've got like an apple crumble or an apple strudel or stuff like that. And those don't typically work well with the whole cheese thing because they don't have crust on top. They've got like a crumble of sorts and the cheese doesn't always work the same way on that. And it's not the same. I understand like an apple strudel or an apple crumble or one of those variants or something like that offers some of the same flavor profiles as apple pie, but it's not the same. And so the cheese on it doesn't quite work. It makes me sad. But that's like my go-to dessert at places that have apple pie. I will get a slice of apple pie with cheese. Used to be like I'd go to Denny's. They'd have it. But now they don't have it. IHOP no longer has it. Fucking eat Cracker Barrel doesn't even have fucking apple pie anymore. No one has apple pie anymore. And it just makes me sad. That's my go-to dessert if I'm ordering something. But also in the vein of those things, at those breakfast places, I typically get a country fried steak and eggs breakfast. That's like my go-to breakfast item as a combo, a breakfast combo, if you will. 
Is yeah. it chicken fried steak and eggs? So those are my go-tos with that stuff. That's fair. And before anybody gives me shit. Do you get shit, pancakes with it? Well, sometimes. Depends on what the place offers. That can be a dessert, sort of. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the same. But also, before anybody gives me shit about apple pie with cheese, there is nothing more American than eating a fucking slice of apple pie with cheese on it. In fact, in the state of Wisconsin, which I'm not a fan of, per se, this state, uh, it is technically illegal to serve apple pie with cheese not on it. Now, is anybody actually going to go to jail or a ticket for it? No. But that's just how American this shit is. Putting a slice of cheese on apple pie. The most Americana you can ever get. Like, that's what secretly... You know in the movie uh, National Treasure? Maybe I think it's two or whatever. There's like secretly a map on the Constitution. Or Declaration of Independence or whatever fucking document it was. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Obviously. What there really is, is there's secretly a recipe for apple pie. And then at the end it says, because this is America, you put fucking cheese on it. Damn it. That's what's secretly hidden on the historical documents. And now everybody knows. Yes. (laughs) That's how American it is. That's all I'm saying. Can't say that I've tried that. It really works on the principle of sweet and savory. Um, But the easiest way to explain it, because it still throws people off, is it's a slightly salty version of a cream cheese Danish. You know, like you've had an apple cream cheese Danish before. It's except with it, you know, it's sweet cream cheese typically on those. This is just a slightly saltier version. And it's not like it's salty, you know, it's just, it's a savory kind of version of that. Like the principle is not crazy. It's really not. Because like I said, we do sweet versions of it. This is just a less sweet version of an apple cream cheese Danish. Hmm. Interesting. Might have to might have to give it a shot. One it of these does days. sound intriguing. Yeah, but yeah, apple pie is just so rare. Like, man, I only see apple pie at Thanksgiving most of the time. Like, unless I just am actively, you know, of course you'd see it in a store. So if you're actively right. looking for it, but honestly, like. Thanksgiving and Christmas is when I normally see apple pie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, it's a slowly <laughs> disappearing thing now. And I just don't Which understand is interesting. why they want to break yeah. my heart. Yeah, because there was a time when um, apple pie would have been the choice pie of America, honestly. <laughs> It also Anyways, makes all right, me upset. Are we ready? Well, just I have asked if McDonald's would put cheese on their apple pie, and they won't do that, assholes. They just straight up told you no. Yeah, I tried, but they wouldn't do it. All right, next question. All right, next question is overused foods in movies. That's a tough one. Honestly, yeah, that's that, tough. 
honestly, to me, would be overused as snack foods. Because that's just one of those things, especially in TV shows, they give actors to do while they're talking. Because you want them just doing something while they talk. So it's like chips or like popcorn or something like that, just to get like have them engaging in something while they talk. Or like bacon, they'll do bacon a lot and like stuff like that. It's just little things that the actors can snack on while they talk. Yeah, it's weird because I don't, I don't know that I've ever like thought a food item was either out of place with, you know, like, oh my gosh, why are they showing that food so much? I don't know that I've ever done that. Um, I mean, or even thought like, why is there food in this scenario right now? Like, even in the situations like in Ocean's Eleven, where Brad Pitt's character is, like, always eating something, it works, you know? Like, I don't know that I've ever specifically been like, why do I always see this food item, or why do I always see food in scenes when... Like, I just don't feel like I've ever noticed that before. It's a good question. I just don't... I can't think of something where I'm like, they use this item too much. Like, even pizza. Like, I don't even feel like pizza's overused, because I feel like it's used the normal amount of people who normally like people eat pizza all the time. So it's not weird to see pizza in a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't feel like I can think of one that's overused. I mean, does this count? Like whenever, um, and it's kind of a woman stereotype, but I've seen it in a lot of movies with the eating ice cream after the breakup or, just straight eating out of the ice tub. cream. Uh, sure yeah, straight out of the yeah, straight out of the carton. Ice cream eating. I'm depressed. You know what? That's true. What, does that count? Does that count? I, because that's stupid. You can also <laughs> you can also true. tie that into the weird gender stereotype of like a men, like a man or a like the the man child in a movie, or like an older teenager. Just drinking a beverage outside of a out out straight out of the the container while yeah. the fridge doors open. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's true. Like that they, is overdone. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, they've got that weird gender stereotype thing of women eat ice cream after a breakup, and that's how you know if a man is mature or not is based on whether or not they drink something right out of something while standing in an open fridge. Like, that's the weird yeah. litmus test thing they do all the time in movies. That's true. Yeah, yeah no, I can I can definitely see that. Um, both of those, I think, are definitely overused and stereotypes. <laughs> like, I, I honestly, I know maybe one person that I could say when they're upset, they eat straight out of, like, the ice cream carton. <laughs> like, I only know one person ever that's really done that personally that I've known. So I I think that actually does count. I, I think that's a good one, actually. I mean, I've done that, but it was just because I wanted ice cream. And right. I lived by myself, <laughs> and it was my ice cream. Like, so you know it what didn't I mean? matter if you took it out yeah. of the thing. Yeah. Like, I lived by myself. It was my ice cream. I went, fuck a bowl, and just ate it out of the carton. Like, <laughs> yeah, had nothing to do with being broken up with or anything. I just wanted ice cream. And didn't feel like getting a bowl. So I just had a spoon and ate it. Yeah. And you know what? It actually brings up a point too. Like I do feel like there's a lot of scenes when you see like a group of women out together or like having lunch together. They always have a salad. 
And, um, you never really see like if a guy is out to lunch or dinner with a girl or the guys, I don't really ever see the guy has a salad. You know, it's just only really women that you see eating salads a lot in movies or TV shows. Or if they do, it's the weird character trait of the guy that it's like, oh no, I'm fit all the time. I only right. eat healthy. Or they're like a weird hippie person. <laughs> like, like the only person I could think of is um, Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec who eats like that. <laughs> but everyone else, it's like, you know, it's always like a female and it's always, it's always, it's like, oh, let's go to lunch. And they're always having a salad no matter what. And uh, Jeff Winger from Community, uh, Joel McHale's character, he does that. But it's also because oh, really? he's like, no, I'm ripped. I, he's like, I haven't eaten carbs in 10 years. Like, it's that shit. So he's like, no, I'll just have a salad. <laughs> mm. You know, it's that shit. Which is not like a bad thing to have a salad. But I feel like it just plays into like some kind of a stereotype that movies do in well, general anyway. You can also do it with women uh, having quote unquote girly drinks all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the girl wants an apple teeny. Right. Or something like that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure some women do, but I've never actually been a woman around a woman in real life that's ordered one of those. I mean, I'm not saying me neither. I'm just saying I'm sure someone does, but it's, it's if you watch TV or movies, apple teenies are the most popular drink for women ever. <laughs> you know, another one I thought of that's an overused thing is and like shows with families and stuff like that, the under-eaten, over-made breakfast. Like where the mom gets up and makes pancake, eggs, bacon, and sausage and toast every morning and everybody eats one slice. Like there's always the little kid that's sitting down and eating, but like the dad or the brother or the older kid would just grab some toast and leave every time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it looks like a last supper feast. (laughs) <laughs> and you're supposed to believe they do that every fucking morning. Right. Yeah. Like, I barely wake up with enough time to just not even eat and get out the door. Who the fuck has time <laughs> to make all that food and then also do all that shit? Like, what the fuck? And if it really is something they did every day, if the whole, like, oh, I'm just going to grab the toast and go, like, you would know that they do that at that point. So you wouldn't make the elaborate meal anymore because you know they're exactly. not going to eat it. Like, they make all this shit, and it's always like, oh, I just have time for a toaster. Like, oh, I'll just take my coffee. And that's it. Right. Or, like, what is it about TV families also eating meatloaf a lot for dinner? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I've got nothing against meatloaf. But why is meatloaf a very common thing? Like, TV families eat meatloaf more than I ever did as a kid. We had meatloaf yeah, probably once true. every three months. It's just, you watch TV or movies, these kids are having meatloaf once a week. <laughs> right. Anything else on this one? I'm good. I'm good. All right. Uh, that question was from Blake Howard, by the way. I forgot to say that earlier. Uh, our next question is from Matt Scott. Um, he says... I don't know if this is a joke question or not. I'm guessing. Soylent Green. 
food or people? Thoughts, concerns? Well, by definition, Soylent Green is people. Just saying. What I'm I'm not sure I know what this is. It's from an old movie. Um, where the, everybody gets rash. I don't why, why I don't remember what it's called. It might just be called Soylent Green. Um, but you're given rations by the government. They give you rations and like your food and Soylent Green. Like you just eat it. You know, like it's just oh, free and okay. it's all this other stuff. And then somebody at the end finds out that it's people and it's just like the guy's like trying to tell everybody. He's like, Soylent Green is people. Soylent Green is people. <laughs> okay. Because they were like taking people that died and they were putting them in Soylent Green. That's why like sometimes like on Futurama where they're just like, oh, I'm going to eat my Soylent Green. They're openly nodding that like, oh, that person's eating people. Like it's a sci-fi nod to that. That makes sense now. But why am I blanking on what it's from? I just know what it is. Yeah, Yeah, the film is Soylent Green, 1973. Oh, that's the name of the film. Yeah, so like in like the plot synopsis, in a deep, in a densely overpopulated, starving New York City of the future, NYPD detective Robert Thorne, who is played by uh, uh, uh what the, why am I blanking on his name? Like saying his name, Charlton Heston. I don't know why I couldn't fucking say that. Charlton Heston uh, investigates the murder of an executive at Rations Manufacturer Soylent Corporation with the help of elderly academic. Solomon Saul Roth Thorn begins to make real progress until the governor mysteriously pulls the plug. Obsessed with the mystery, Storm, uh, Thorn steps out from behind the badge and launches his own investigation in the murder. And that's whenever they find out that Sonic Green is people. I see. Hmm. Cool. I don't know why this movie was never on my radar. Wow. It's it's been ages. Ages, like decades, yeah. since I've seen this fucking movie. Um, but I just know the reference. So then, Green is people. I respect that deep cut reference, Matt. Thanks for that one. <laughs> okay, so you said definitely people. All right. I mean, it, it has to be. It says it is. That's what it is. I mean, I guess part of it is you could argue that the guy was crazy at that point because he was so obsessed. So maybe it was a delusion or something like that. But for the most part, Anytime Soylent Green is referenced, it's referenced as it is people. So, Soylent Green is people. All right. Tight. Cool. All right. Next question, guys. Are we ready? Yeah. All right. This question is from Paul. Um, It says, how much raising canes can you eat? Go ahead, Justin. You know what? I know this is directed (laughs) at you. Yeah, I will. I will say really quick though. I had raising canes for the very first time when I went on vacation last week to Texas. We have one here in Illinois where I am, but raising canes is a first. That's the first time I ever had it. It's pretty good. It's. I mean, yeah. for me, I mean, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, it's the best thing ever, but it was good. I, I get why people like it. Yeah. So to kind of give a little backstory, there's a reason why he asked that question. So. There's been this kind of ongoing feud between me and some friends. And so there are a certain group of us that just like Raisin Canes. And a lot of times, like whenever we're on the road or doing wrestling and stuff like that, and we're all together, that's the place where we vote to go. You know, let's go to Canes. Let's go to Canes. Let's go to Canes. So for a long time, and this was like 
this is over the course of like maybe three or four years. So we were always trying to vote to go to Canes and stuff like that. And whenever, and we were just so excited when they finally um, got a Raising Canes here in my hometown in Midland. So, you know, people were excited about it. But there is also this other side of the Friendship Wrestling Group that they just, I mean, they hate Raising Canes with a passion. And they don't understand what the craze is about because, and the argument is, is that they lack options. You know, all you can go there and get is chicken fingers. And then they have a chicken finger sandwich, or you can order a bunch of chicken fingers. And that's it. The only meal options are how many do you want? Do you want four? Do you want six? Do you want more than six, et cetera? And that's it. And then the only side that they have, and so a guy really ranted to me this. So this is what this is coming from. I heard a rant. As a matter of fact, I heard this rant this past weekend. So, and then the only side they have is coleslaw. You can only get either coleslaw, more toast, which hardly anybody can screw up, or more fries. So that's their complaint, is that why is there such a craze for a place that lacks so many options? Um, and we just go back and forth, man. And I, and I remember arguing with them like, well, I, I like a place that's assertive and sure about what they are. That's the thing about Canes. They know what they are and you know what you're going to get when you go there. I know what I'm going to get. And he's like, I know what I'm going to get when I go to any restaurant. So, you know, we just have funny arguments back and forth. So, but, but really that's what it is. And one time a guy made like a like a wrestling versus poster and it was like team canes versus oh yeah and they and they all say bush's chicken is better there's a chicken place um and i don't know if bush's is there in chicago that might just be a texas thing i don't know or maybe it's statewide i don't know but anyway over here there's another chicken place called bush's chicken and not only do they have chicken strips, but they have, you know, you can get wings, thighs, breast, and, you know, basically it's like a church's or a Kentucky Fried. You know, they've got all sorts of chicken options. So the the anti-Canes people are always like, well, why would I go to Canes when I can just go somewhere like Bush's Chicken where I can get so many options? So a guy made a poster, long story short, guy made a poster of, Team Canes versus Team Bushes. And that was a big argument that we had online. So Paul is just kind of, I guess jokingly, but like lightheartingly kind of uh, talking about that because that was just <laughs> such a big feud for a long time. And he knows I'm Team Canes. I think I made a Team Canes <laughs> Christmas song. Like I did the 12 Days of Canesmas or something. And oh it was gosh. a whole song about the Canes menu. Yes, I did that. <laughs> this was a war, man. I had to bring out the creativity. So it's it's just something <laughs> silly, man. I mean, honestly, it's just really silly. It's kind of in the spirit, of, like how me and Sterling have the albatross versus bear thing. That that's kind of in the the same spirit. What this is, it's just kind of stupid. <laughs> and it looks like we have uh, Cristobal who commented saying Bush's chicken. Um, as one of the questions, but it was more of a statement. So I'm guessing he's yeah. on the Bush's chicken team. That makes so, sense. Yes. Now. Yeah. That's why he commented that. <laughs> I, I want to throw my hat into this feud. 
Okay. First and foremost, let's start at Bush's Chicken. Come on, guys. Bush's fucking sucks. Exactly. Bush's is garbage. <laughs> I know. I would rather, if I was down in Midland right now, I'd rather go to Albertsons and get chicken. Oh, God. I'm so angry, but happy at the same time you said that. You're angry because you know what Albertsons chicken tastes like. It is an abomination, bro. (laughs) See, you would be, you would be surprised up here because our version of Albertsons up here is called Jewel or Jules. We throw an S on it (gasps) for no reason, but Jules chicken's good, dude. Jules chicken's good. Is it? Albertson's chicken? Shit. I think they're even owned by the same company. But like they do not use the same recipe. Albertson's chicken is garbage. Bush's strives to be Albertson's chicken. Let's be real. (laughs) Now also, on the flip side of that, Cane's is overrated as fuck. Their chicken. <laughs> you were gonna say that. <laughs> their chicken is mediocre at best. Now, <laughs> while they, the reason why they're smart though, is their sauce is damn tasty. They got a damn yeah, tasty that came sauce. sauce. It good. goes hard. I'm that not a big sauce. dipper. I don't like dipping my food that much. You know. Now, if it's like a, a sit down restaurant and it comes with sauce on it, I'm fine with that. But I'm not a big dipper. It's one reason why I don't like ketchup. And even though I like Whataburger ketchup, I still don't eat it a lot. Because I like eating my fries plain. I like, that's why it's very important to me you have a good quality fry. I don't, uh, like, I don't alter the fry. I just eat the fry. You know? I'm not a big dipper. So that's also my knock against Cane's, though. Is the only way to make it good is I'm forced to dip. And I don't like that. Now, I will say this. They're smart on their chicken sandwich, though, because they just poured the sauce on it. So that's better. <laughs> but I do think it's overrated, you know, because I have to dip. Up your chicken game, Canes. Like, and it's, but it's not bad <laughs> chicken. I'll say this it's not bush chicken because that's shit. At least Canes chicken is just mediocre because it tastes. Like nothing. It just tastes like chicken and breading, but not even flavorful breading. It literally tastes like the word breading. <laughs> so you're basically team jewel chicken. I'm team Popeyes. Fuck everybody else. Popeyes <laughs> is fucking good. Now, I've also got a soft spot in my heart. For the Colonel's original recipe. Boy, that's my favorite, you get, actually. You get those original herbs mm. and spices. That's some good shit. I know extra yeah, crispy man. should be it. Because it should be extra of the original herbs and spices. But extra crispy doesn't have the flavor of that original recipe. It does I don't not. Know how not it does at all. It. It's literally extra recipe. Where does the flavor go? Is it just so flavorful that it counteracts itself? Is that what happens? It's so flavorful that the flavor just disappears? It just knows that no human could handle doubling of the 13 original herbs and spices? But it doesn't taste the same. 
Mm-hmm. That original recipe just hits a little different. You get that bucket. I and I like thighs. I love chicken thighs. Even whenever I'm making like just like healthy grilled chicken or whatever or something like that, I get chicken thighs. I think the dark mm-hmm. meat has more flavor. And the chicken thigh is the most dark meat. So you give me a thigh in that original recipe? That is what is the definition of nostalgic great memories. Like I don't typically have flashbacks when I eat food or anything. But you dig into a thigh original recipe? I start hearing that little that little fucking that leer thing, like the angels, and like everything gets a little phase, <laughs> like phasey, and I go back in time. But I'm like little bowl cut, blonde headed Sterling, sitting there on my <laughs> at my grandmother's house eating chicken on Sunday after church, when everything's like slightly overlit and saturated. That's what happens <laughs> if I eat a original recipe thigh. But I just think pure quality chicken, it's Popeyes. What it is. Now, Popeyes is good. I get I'm not it. saying that there might not be a local place or something better. And I don't know if Bush's is a chain or what. I just know I've had it in Midland. But Popeyes is better. They got a better chicken sandwich. Their, their chicken tenders are better. You get those spicy, just like regular bone-in chicken. It's still better. Hmm. But if I have to strictly choose between Bush's and Cane's, I'll take overrated need sauce chicken over chicken that should never exist. Well, I guess it's kind of a point for Team Canes, but no, but 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 I get what you're saying. Like real talk though, like my favorite chicken to eat at any place is KFC because of that original recipe. And and yeah. I'm a breast guy myself. Like if 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 I could if only one of them could exist, I would take KFC. You know, if only if yeah. I could only have one, it would be them. It would be that original recipe. Like, get me two original recipe breast, and I will admit that Popeye's biscuits are better. But I like KFC's biscuits. Those fluffy biscuits. Not a bad biscuit. Not a bad yeah, one. It's, it's not good. a bad biscuit. It's solid. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's solid. It's it's a uh, upper tier. It's, it ain't top tier. I think Popeyes might be on that top tier, but it's a uh, but 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 it's a solid, respectable, bubbly biscuit. Um, like a and, soft roll that you only ever had in your life, <laughs> right? Like, but 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 for me, I guess just the last statement on Canes. I guess for me. It's just the the perfect combination of things when I'm looking for a chicken strip. I feel like they're the right size. I hate when I order strips and I get nuggets instead. That's a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> or they're small or they're shriveled up. When I go to Cane's, they're never like that. They're always the right size. I, I always feel like they are a decent size. I never feel like I get shortchanged. And my favorite kind of fry it's the crinkle cut fry. They have them there, you know, so that's, I know that that's what I'm going to get. I just really like crinkle cut style fries, man. It's just something about them. I, maybe it's childhood. Maybe there's a hint of nostalgia uh, with them because that's what grandma used to make, you know, so to speak. 
but that but but I love uh crinkle cut fries. That's my favorite type of fry. Um, you know. And don't at me with, oh, what about potato wedges and what about waffle fries and this and that? Yes, they're all good, okay? <laughs> Whatever. You know, but a potato, potato. But but <laughs> that is my preference, you know, is the crinkle cut fries. So when I go to Cane's, I get good sized tenders. Um, I know I'm going to get my favorite kind of fry. And I do really like the cane sauce. I think the cane sauce is good. I, it's one of the better sauces I like. Now, it's not godly. I, I'm not saying it's um, Whataburger ketchup or nothing. But I think it's a good sauce. It's in that upper tier of like sauces and stuff like that. You know, I, I like it. I like Chick-fil-A sauce too. But, um, but you know, the cane sauce is, is tight. I think it's a good sauce. So. You know, and then for a drink, I could either do an unsweet tea or I could do a Coke Zero. You know what I'm saying? I like to get that, like to mix and match with those sometimes. So that's why I like Canes, man. It's just the per. If I'm if I'm trying to eat chicken strips, I, I'm I'm not that's really big at. on oh I gotta have them spicy or oh I gotta have them with this and all this flavoring. I just like the traditional chicken strips, man. So. I, I I just you know that if I if I need pepper on them or something like that I can do that myself. So I, I just like to go there because to me it's just it's what I'm looking for when I'm in the mood for strips. But yeah, that's no. me. Yeah, and I, I feel like when you go there though, you kind of know already what you're looking for. So it's one of those like I want strips. I'm going to Canes. Like it's one of those where you you're already going there because you know that's all they have and that's what you want. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what they do. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like that's what they do. So I know I'm going to get a good, a solid strip. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they do. Like, sometimes you just want to go to a place where that's what they do. You know, you know, if I want a smoothie, you know, I might, uh, you know, I'm probably going to Smoothie King. That's what they do. You know, I, I sometimes th- that's kind of what I'm like. You know, sometimes I like food from a food specialty place. Like this is what we do. You you come here, you know what you're going to get with this. This is what you're in the mood for. Hey, this is what we do. This is what we advertise. We do. So come here when you want something that we do. So, you know, I don't need to go somewhere and be like, Oh man, they've got every option in the world. I'm not that kind of person. When I go to a place or when I'm in the mood for something, I know what I want. I'm not going to sit there and wonder about it. I know. So, yeah. you know, that's why I go to Kane's because I know I, I know I want those strips and I know I'm going to be happy with what I get. Now, now with that, though, when, when it comes to strips or a tender, if you will, or something, I do like I really do like Popeye's tenders. I think they're really good because I do. I want more flavor in my actual tender per se. So I do like those spicy tenders at that. But one thing I'll also say, though, going back to that, though, that I miss. They had them for a short amount of time. But do you remember those KFC original recipe chicken strips? Those were tight, bro. Those were good. It was just because like the one reason why I like strips sometimes is because like, or while I I might tend to get those even if I do like thighs, is because I eat a lot while I drive because of my job. Like sometimes the only way I'm going to eat something is if I grab it while I'm driving, you know? 
eating a fucking drumstick or a chicken thigh on the bone when you're fucking driving is very hard. But you can grab a strip. You know, you can just get that strip and put it in your mouth. Sorry, my cat actually grabbed my headphone and was pulling my head down. Um, So that's why those KFC original recipe strips were just almost downright perfection. I could just sit there and pop those and eat those while I'm driving. And you get all that great original recipe flavor. Oh, it was fucking great. That's all. I just wanted to comment on that. No, those are amazing. And, you know, and in, and in, um, to be fair, I haven't tried the Popeye chicken strips. And I guess it's just because if I'm going to Popeye's, I want a breast or I want, you know, I want some of those biscuits and I want some big, crispy Popeye's chicken breast. I I guess uh, normally, I'm not going there to get strips, which probably explains why I haven't had them, but I will try them. And I still haven't tried their chicken sandwich either. That was all the rage for a little bit. So I got to try oh, that it's too. Still so I infinitely prefer it? that to the KFC or to the Chick-fil-A. I love okay. the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich. I love it. Um, okay. But with that though, Justin, next time you come up here, we're going to go to this place called Chicken and Spice. Because you know how you're talking about how you like the breast meat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This place is known for these things are called chicken chunks. Uh-oh. Now, think about a chicken nugget, right? Kind of more akin to like a uh, a Chick-fil-A chicken nugget, right? Think about one of those yeah. type of nugs, but about four or five times as big. Oh man, and that you get, sounds perfect. Like one of those, like you get like a meal of three of those and some fries. Man, because they're just that massive. Tight. Okay, yeah, bet we going there. We yeah. going there. Chicken chunks. They're good. They are very good. Like I said, they they they're just fucking, just sizable nuggets. Oh, chicken. So, yeah, you'll definitely have to get some of those. I'll, I'll find some pictures and send them your way just so you can see a chunk. Okay. Yeah, send me them chunks. All right, Heather, what's the next one? All right, next question is from uh, Kevin. He asks, if you were in the food industry, what film or TV tie-in would you see the most value in? Subliminal product placement, Captain America has a Diet Pepsi sitting on his table. Direct marketing on packaging. Wonder Woman is on the Doritos bags. Prizing. Redeem a code on your Hershey wrapper and win a tip to a trip to Universal or Disney or the mother of them all. Straight up own the franchise. Coca Cola designing Santa Claus in their image. It's a good question. So basically, in a nutshell, the question is, if you were in the food industry, what tie-in would you see the most value in? Hmm. I think it's got to be like a fast food-related tie-in. Like, a, like, what was it back in the day when like Burger King had like the Nightmare, on, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas watches? 
that you could mm-hmm. buy or McDonald's had those those glass Flintstone cups. Yeah. And stuff. I don't know why people don't do that anymore. Like some franchises like kind of do, but I liked those fast food restaurant tie-ins like that. Yeah, I agree. Those were cool. I think, yeah. I don't know. I feel like product placement is a good one. Like he, when he gave the example of like Captain America has had Diet Pepsi sitting on a table. Like I do actually feel like that would be important because you know, all of those impressionable kids watching stuff like that are going to be like, Ooh, that's what he drinks. That's what I want. So I feel like that would actually be really, uh, like an important, an important thing to do, or I guess, um, has most had a lot of value, I would say. Yeah. But I don't even think about those anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I don't notice those as much anymore. Or if I do, I notice how blatant it is. And how weird it is. But you know what I mean? Like, I, they don't phase me. Like, most of the time, they kind of end up offending me a little bit. Like when Iron Man goes, I need an American cheeseburger. And then he goes to fucking Burger King. You're going to tell me that Tony motherfucking (laughs) Stark is going to Burger King because he needs a (laughs) cheeseburger after being hostage for that long? Right. Fuck off. You know that's a goddamn lie. You know that motherfucker is going to McDonald's. If there is ever a McDonald's eating motherfucker in the MCU, it's Tony fucking Stark. (laughs) I mean, let's be real. Come on. I'm just saying. He ain't eating no fucking Burger King. See, so that's why I don't necessarily like product placement like that. Because if I do notice it, most of the time it pisses me off. Or it's just weirdly annoying. Like, oh, how come every Avengers person drives an Audi? Doesn't matter who they are. They all drive an Audi. It's weird. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say something similar to that, too. I think that sometimes with product placement, if it, it all kind of depends on how it's done, because I'm just trying to think of have I ever been like, has any kind of product placement or anything like that ever made me kind of as a consumer want to get something or hungry or whatever the case may be? And, um, and I was trying to think of examples and like I was thinking about a product placement. And yeah, there are a lot of examples of it where I feel like it's a little too much. Like in Sonic, what was it? Olive Garden or, um, I want to say in the Sonic movie, it was Olive Garden and like they were doing like parts from the commercial and stuff like the characters were even saying parts of the commercial and they kept bringing it up. And that was really annoying. Like it didn't even it just got so repetitive that I was like, "Okay, guys, come on. Or like Transformers, I swear, like. Every building that they were thrown into, you saw an ad for something. Like, it was just like, there were just ads galore in Transformers. And I get it. Like, it's kind of like what Heather said, though. What they're thinking is exactly what Heather said. Kids are impressionable. People are impressionable. If you keep seeing these things, you're going to want it. But, yeah, but I get with Sterling. Like, I think um, uh, sometimes it can be a little too much. But... 
I will say that I do think that some there are ways to do it though that are effective. And and Sterling, you're not gonna like what I hear this, but I do think that the way they did it with Tony Stark and the Burger King, even though I, you know, yes, McDonald's is better and everything like that, but the way that was done was effective. I mean, I like at least how he didn't say, I got to go to Burger King or, hey, drop me off at BK's. And he went in the restaurant, bought the burger and everything like that. You know, at least he said, I want a cheeseburger. Next scene, it cuts and you see that he's eating um, something from Burger King and he finishes it off. And then he's saying something in the press conference. That to me is more, at least a little more effective than just having it all over the place and all over my, you know, just all up in my face. Hey, drink Pepsi, drink Pepsi, drink Pepsi. So I think that that still, you know, even if we're not in a, even if I don't agree with the restaurant choice, to me, I prefer that over just seeing it everywhere, all over the screen, et cetera, et cetera, you know. I, I think that if you're going to do it, that probably was um, an effective way to do it. And then I think about also like something like Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I've never heard of White Castle ever until I saw that movie. I didn't even know that such a place existed, but I'm not going to lie. After I watched Harold and Kumar, I wanted to go to White Castle and try out the, the, the burgers and stuff like that. Because at first I thought it was kind of like, I didn't know if it was a made up restaurant for the movie or if it was an actual restaurant. And then I was like, oh, you know, it's an actual restaurant. So I went, so I'm not going to lie. Like, well, after that movie came out, I remembered and there was a White Castle. I was, I forget where I was. Um, but, but there was a White Castle and I did stop and have some White Castle. And I can say it was because of that movie. That movie made me aware that that place existed. So I guess it does work. Um, sometimes, you know, and that's one where the restaurant is in the title. But to me, that, but now I don't know. I haven't seen it in years, but, but to me, that movie was funny. I thought it was a very, entertaining movie so maybe that was part of it too i liked the movie so i was down with going you know i was down with what was being advertised so yeah i think that's true too sometimes the quality of the film can also play into that because they can kind of make it seem a little more genuine even though clearly they are advertising this restaurant you know so going based on that with the whole quality of restaurant, is little Nikki the reason why I never want church's chicken? <laughs> Probably. Yes. Because church's chicken sucks. It does suck. Am I, mean, I and I have family members that love bad. it. It's not Bush as bad at least. No, it's not. I mean, I guess there is something to what you say with that because yeah, Harold and Kumar is great advertising for White Castle. You know, it's it's just a very smart way of doing that, I suppose. But like, I guess the reason why, like I said, Iron Man pissed me so much, pissed me off so much with that, is just because he goes, "I want an American cheeseburger." Then it was Burger King. I just. <laughs> 
like if somebody like came over here was like I've never had a burger before but I want like the most like accurate depiction of just a burger I would never give up like take him to Burger King <laughs> ever I would never go guess you getting a Whopper then and I think part of it's because a Whopper by default doesn't even come with cheese anymore. Or doesn't come with cheese. By default. It doesn't. Like, how can that be American? To by default not come with cheese. Like, I don't True. think Whataburgers do, but like, Whataburgers are meant to be very customizable. Like, you know, you can get Texas toast, you know what I mean? Like, you can get a lot of different shit on that. So there's like the flexibility of it. Plus, like some of them, like once you get past the first one, like the number one, I think all of them come with cheese after that. <laughs> like you get double its cheese. You get a double Whopper, it doesn't automatically come with cheese. That's weird. But like McDonald's does. I think <sighs> it's just so weird. But I do think part of it, like you said, has to do with the quality of the film and how it's done. Like I had issues with that one. But like I said, I I do agree. Like White Castle was great. Like in that movie, yeah. like it fits everything they were doing. Yeah. Like, and as much as I don't necessarily like like some restaurants, I've seen some things. Like one thing I do prefer though is I do prefer in movies when they have product placements for franchises that aren't real. I like that a little more. In movie, you know, like I kind of like that Kevin Smith in his movies, it's movies, you know, it's a restaurant that doesn't exist. I kind of think that's a little cooler sometimes. Yeah, it can be. It can be. And the, especially when they're doing, when you're seeing like parody commercials of those places or something like that, and it's kind of like, a commentary on just how they advertise and stuff that can be hilarious at times. Like I like those too. Heather, what's that place in parks and rec? JJ's diner. No, the fast food place that had the child oh, size soda um, that was the size of a child. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. What is that called? I'm not thinking of it. Uh, the, Oh my gosh. Why am I blanking on it? Heather, I threw it to you because I thought it was a softball question. I thought it would be too. Oh, man. But that place. Why am I blanking? Yeah, yeah, that place. Where they, they have like the, all that ridiculous food that's like an entire breakfast on a burger. <laughs> and shit like that. Like, Yeah. So yeah, I like things like that. I think it's that's really fun sometimes. Ponch burger. That's it. That's what it is. Yeah. I can't believe I blinked on that. Wow. Way to go, Heather. Way to go. Pretty much. Um, all right. Are we ready for the next question or do we have more on that? I'm ready. Yeah, let's go. All right. Next question is, is mayonnaise an instrument from Chase? An instrument of what? It's a good question. 
an instrument. I'm going to go on a limb and say mayonnaise is not a woodwind or a brass. (laughs) It's not a string instrument. You could argue maybe a tub of it could be used as a percussion instrument. (laughs) But a lot of other instruments it does not fall into. I really expected you, Sterling, to say something like, it's an instrument of the devil. So I'll take your answer. I think it's overused, but I mm-hmm. like coleslaw and you can't make coleslaw without mayonnaise. I will say it is instrumental for me in the sense of uh, it's definitely what I put on my burgers. I do cheese and mayo only most of the time. So it is instrumental in making my burger the way that I want, if that counts. Yeah, I'm not really a mayo person, so I was going to say it can be an instrument of chaos depending on (laughs) what you decide to put it on and what it's included with. But no, I mean, but I guess it's okay, you know, with certain things like a burger or um, oddly enough, when I was a kid, I would used to I used to cook and maybe this is just a product of being poor or I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if you call this creative or poor, but (laughs) I would make a. You know, I would make these, I would cook bologna, like, on a skillet, and I'd make these bologna sandwiches, and I'd put a little bit of mayo on the sandwich, and that was good. That was strange, like, oddly, that was very good to me. Like, I would do bologna sandwiches with mayo, and for some reason, I loved those things. Haven't had that since I was a kid, but, yeah, oddly enough, I loved mayo with my bologna, so there you go. Hmm. There's a useless fact about me (laughs) (laughs) okay now secret tip if you want a very good crust on your grilled cheeses put mayo on the outside of them instead of butter Hmm. like on the outside of the bread put mayo because mayo's got a high fat content in it so it works just like butter does but it's got a higher uh, smoke point than butter does. So you're able to get a better crispierness to your grilled cheeses by using mayo. I have also seen, I won't try this myself, but I've seen it done and I understand the principle, so I won't knock it. I just will never do it. Using mayonnaise on a steak when you cook it, like in a pan, like a cast iron pan, Putting mayonnaise mm. on the outside of your steak and then cooking it. Same principle. That the the fat in the mayonnaise helps give you a crispier crust on your steak without really altering the flavor. Like I said, mm. I won't do it because of the way I cook my steaks. I cook my steaks a very French old school way. So I wouldn't do that. But I understand the principle. But I have done it on a grilled cheese, and it does work. You know, you build your grilled cheese instead of putting butter on the bread, put mayo, grill it up. Mm-hmm. It works, and it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't have a mayonnaise taste either. Your grilled cheese will not taste of mayo at all. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're worried about that, it doesn't. It does not impart flavor. It's just the fat helps it cook differently 
and just straight butterwood. I kind of want to try that because I love a good grilled cheese. So, yeah. Oh yeah, grilled cheese is great. Hmm. Um. One other thing I do think mayo has a good place on though is a BLT. As much as I love mustard, mustard does not belong on a BLT. It has to be mayo. And not Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip is also one of the reasons why I'm still somewhat hesitant towards mayo. It's because my family was a bunch of assholes. And I grew up for a lot of years of my life thinking that mayonnaise <laughs> tasted like Miracle Whip. Me and too. It doesn't. That's my problem. Mayo, I was traumatized by Miracle Whip. <laughs> mayo tastes way better than fucking Miracle Whip. Yes. You know? So, but I'm still hesitant a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm still kind of hesitant. Because I'm worried that maybe that if I buy a bottle of mayonnaise and I'm going to put it on something, what if it accidentally got swapped like with the Miracle Whip and it just, it's lying to me. And then I'll end up with Miracle Whip unknowingly and then I eat it. Yep. It's scary. But that's why. I did not know what real mayo tasted like for a very long period of my life. Hmm, that makes sense, actually. Like, so much so that, like, the original chicken Whopper from back in the day, which was just a Whopper with a grilled chicken breast on it, right? You know, it's just chicken Whopper. And Whoppers come with mayonnaise on it. So I did not know what mayonnaise tasted like so much that, like, when I put, or when I got a chicken Whopper, and like I really liked it. I really that's the one thing I did like at Burger King, like truly loved was the chicken whopper. I was so like surprised by the way actual mayonnaise tasted that I thought that the sauce on it was a different, like was a special chicken whopper sauce. <laughs> I didn't know it was just mayo. Man. Like I get that. I though. was just like because I it, it didn't taste like Miracle Whip. So I did not think, oh, this is mayo. I thought that this looks like mayo, but this is special chicken Whopper sauce. And I used to talk about how much I loved the sauce. And everybody would look at me like I'm crazy because it was just <laughs> mayonnaise. And I did, oh, it was man. such a foreign taste to me. I thought it was special. That's how fucked up my childhood was with Miracle Whip. That I thought mayonnaise was a special sauce on a chicken sandwich just because it tasted so much better than Miracle Whip. And now as an adult, I look back on it and I'm like, you poor sweet child. It was just mayo, the most basic of sauces or condiments. And I thought it was special. Fucking traumatizing. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I, I've always been more a fan of mayo than mustard myself. Um, I'm one that feels like mustard is a good ingredient in making other things, but mayo is fine by itself in the sense of fine, just on a sandwich without being part of an ingredient of something. But that's just me. I don't know. I think one of the reasons why I'm also slightly still put off by mayonnaise sometimes is because technically mayonnaise was not meant to be a condiment. Oh, really? It was, it's salad dressing. 
Mayonnaise oh. is salad dressing. See, and That's that I don't think would work. <laughs> That's why if you ever go to Whataburger and you get mayonnaise on your burger, they might not do it anymore, but back in the day, it used to say salad dressing. Hmm. Okay. Like, it'd be like, no mustard, add salad dressing. You know what? I ha- I guess I have seen that, but I never really thought about it. But yeah, I, I feel like that would not be good on salads. Yeah, well, think about this, though. Like a BLT, <laughs> though. It's just mayonnaise, yeah. lettuce, tomato, and bacon. It works. Mayonnaise mm-hmm. does work as a salad dressing. It's just nowadays so many people are, are like conditioned to think of it as a condiment that it's a, they, they, they forget what it originally was, which was yeah. a condiment. Or not a condiment, I'm mm. sorry, was a salad dressing. Dressing, yeah. And I think that sometimes just still throws me off. Hmm. No, that is absolutely true. I didn't even think about that. Hmm. Um, all right. You guys ready for the next question? Yeah. yeah this one this one is from Joel. Um he asks, What is the one fake movie restaurant you would want to dine at? Which is a really good question. Uh, he gave the example of the El Jefe food truck from Chef. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's really up there. That looks like an amazing food truck. Oh, I want to go to El Jefe's. And then I want to go to his restaurant that he has at the end of that movie. I just want to eat his oh, food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just all of his food. That's a good question, though. Hmm. Yep. No, that's exactly oh, what I want. Yeah, I, I, I might have movie. to go with that. You do need to see that movie. I that's that food truck is like yes, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I mean, honestly, though, I don't know. Like <laughs> the first thing that kind of popped in my head was um, Tiana's restaurant or Tiana's Palace from Princess and the Frog. I think that would be oh, a great that's a restaurant. Good pick. That's yeah, a good that would pick. be that food would be so good. That Louisiana flavor would be amazing. Yeah, no, El Jefe's got Dang. those beignets. I'm fine still. You know what? I was talking about pizza earlier, so you know what? The kid in me wants to go to Pizza Planet, man. From the Pixar oh, from Toy Story from Toy Story. And all of that stuff. Pizza they planet. always reference it. You always see a pizza planet thing and stuff like that. So, and it looked like a place with a bunch of arcade games like a David Busters or something or Mr. Gaddy's or whatever. And they have pizza and stuff. So, you know what? It always gets referenced. They got little aliens that talk to you <laughs> and sound kind of cool. So, you know what? Yeah, Pizza Planet will be mine. I think a space themed, futuristic themed pizza place would probably be pretty cool yeah i get that yeah that's a good question any others for that no nah, i just don't want that El Jefe. <laughs> yeah joel that was a good question and a really good pick because i totally agree about that uh the next question sort of similar or related is from eddie and he asked if you were given a food truck to run with unlimited money what theme would you do and what food would you sell? Oh, Hefe. <laughs> just all the way. That's it. <laughs> we just redo that completely. <laughs> like, it's I so mean, much it's not, so. Yeah, if I had bad. unlimited money, I would hire John Leguizamo 
and John Favre to come work it. Right. Like everything. I'd be like, look, you guys get $9 trillion a day because I have unlimited money. And they would come do it. Just do what you do. And it's yeah. fine. But no, I would literally, right. I would have that food truck and I would have it and I'd have it say, this is the ripoff truck from the movie. We have the same exact food. And I guarantee John Favre you know you wouldn't sue it. me. Because I'd be like, look, yeah. I'm just doing it because I can't technically be the official El Jefe food truck from the movie Chef because I'm not you. So I just wanted to recreate it and openly admit I am ripping you off. But I do it because I love you and your movie. <laughs> and he'd be okay with it. I mean, he made that up, right? For the movie. Like, that's just yeah. an idea he had in his own head, right? Yeah, that's all him. Like, he was actually, like, doing a lot He's of a that. genius. Like, he legitimately yeah. trained to do that shit. When you see him oh, yeah. cooking in the movie, he is cooking in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, even that Netflix show that he had, the chef show, that's not bad. It's kind of cool to see him, like, go and try cooking some of these different oh, foods from these different places. That guy, that guy that's in the, the, the show with him is the one that trained him. Yeah. Yep. I remember them saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they became friends because he was like the guy that was like, I'm going to teach you how to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Justin, you need to watch that movie. Chef is a great movie. Yeah. I do. I, do I mean, you're going to have to eventually anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's an yeah, essential that's true, for huh? someone. It's, on a, it's an essential, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all, so. It's on my fucking list, damn sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I know okay, it's on your so, list. <laughs> Somebody so that, was code for you. <laughs> okay, so that day of reckoning will come. Well, man, I really, man, like uh, thinking about this question, I was like, wow, how could I, what would I do with unlimited money? And I've got to have something with food trucks and stuff like that. So unlimited money means that you can do a lot of advertising maybe you could do i don't know maybe this is the dumbest idea but maybe this is like a genius billion dollar idea and somebody's going to take it and run with it but or maybe this already happens and you could it's probably already on the food network who knows but i don't know man i think that i would almost have like this group of food trucks and they specialize in all these different foods and they travel to different places so like and maybe like so like you would have all these different things maybe one this truck does like american style like burgers and steaks and you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. then i would have one that was mexican style then i would have one that was like italian so you could get pizza and stuff like that and it's this group of trucks and they travel and wherever they are they just make like a big arc kind of like a you or something so you go in there and you visit them and then you can get all of these foods and it would be a big deal whenever they came into town like people would know and who knows maybe you could include like some rides or something fun would come to it it would be like an event when this group of these traveling trucks that might be the name the, the traveling trucks and like they would come in and like it would just always be this big event. Hey, the traveling trucks are coming. And I would make it a big deal and have celebrity like if I had unlimited money, I would have celebrities mm-hmm. advertise it, have them come, have a guest, like professional cook be there and have him have a uh 
like a menu item of the day at one of featured at one of the trucks. I would pump a lot of money into advertising that, hey, these people are coming. So it would be an event whenever my traveling truck showed up. It'd be like a thing you'd want to go and try some of their food and pay for it and stuff like that. And who knows? I could have superheroes running around or, you know, I could even do that. I could have like comic book theme one where everything you buy is like something like the Batman burger or Spider-Man spaghetti, whatever, you know, but I would have a traveling group of trucks that just go from city to city, town to town. And it would always be a big event when they come. That's a good idea. It kind of like I went to this um, food truck festival a couple of years back and that was really cool. So it sounds like that except yours would be sounds more extravagant and fun because <laughs> these were just food trucks lined up and you just go to the one you want. But you would have like a big show and production with it, which would be really cool. So I like that idea. I mean, I see mine's mine wouldn't be as creative. Like the first thing that popped in my head was like... <laughs> Again, because I love breakfast food and stuff like that. I feel like I do like a brunch and mimosa food truck. <laughs> I don't know why. It just sounds like something that would be, you know, like super fun to do. Um, but also, it, this I wouldn't actually go with this idea, but it just reminded me of it. Sterling, you might remember this episode of Psych where they had like the food truck that they made. Um, yeah, where they had the like mashup truck. My, yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorite episodes of that show. They do, they have a food truck called the Mashup, where they literally just mash up a bunch of different random foods together. Like, I think one of theirs is like a Fruit Loop quesadilla, <laughs> stuff like that. And it's the most ridiculous thing. But like, the theme of it, I thought was pretty funny and clever. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, some of their stuff was super disgusting. Like, I think they had, like, what, Thanksgiving balls or something, where it was, like, a Thanksgiving meal rolled up into a ball and deep fried. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But um, but just talking about food trucks always reminds me of that. But um, I don't know. I just think that, like, a brunch and mimosa food truck and then just kind of travel around to, like, beachside areas so people can have brunch and mimosas on the beach. I just think that that would be cool. So I guess mine would sort of be a traveling one, too, because... I would travel to all these beachside areas to provide brunch and mimosas for people at the beach. Yeah, but you can only do that in certain places like Vegas or New Orleans because you can't sell alcohol on the street. No, I guess that's that's true. (laughs) Yeah, that's one thing that sucks. So it would have to be in those places. It would work there because you can. You can sell street-level alcohol or street-side alcohol to play people. So it'd work there. You could do a brunch place in fucking New Orleans. That'd be great. Or even Vegas. It'd work there. You know, but like the idea of carrying around a drink with you and stuff. I don't even know if you can do that on the street in Vegas. But I know you can in New Orleans. That's one of the like very distinct things about New Orleans is that bars will have a bar and then they'll have like a window or street sales where you can walk up and get a drink at their window and just keep walking. So that'd be very well, good. Maybe there. the other, maybe the other places would just be brunch then, but each side brunch type thing, I think just sounds like a cool thing. Yeah. You like, especially if you're doing brunch, you would do mimosas and bloody Marys. That'd work very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Man, I'd be down for a brunch food truck. That'd be tight. All right, anything else on that one? No, I just want the El Jefe truck. I just want to reiterate that in case that got lost. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so next question is from John Garcia. He asked, favorite movie scene involving food? The entire movie chef. <laughs> Pretty much this episode is just a promotion for the movie chef right now. Yeah, we should have just made this the essentials and just done chef instead. Because of yeah, that. Just but tacked yes. it on. Um there's a there's a lot of interesting and fun like food scenes in movies. For me, I I'm a fan of the movie How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days and the scene when Matthew McConaughey is like making this amazing meal um, for her. He's making like the lamb, just this really elaborate, delicious looking meal. And she's trying to like purposefully piss him off. And so she says that she doesn't eat meat. And then they have to go to this other restaurant that serves like, you know, only vegetarian foods. And it's like really disgusting food. I just think that that whole scene and that whole thing is hilarious. So for me, that's probably mine. Man, this is a tough one. I've, uh, I'm trying to think. Hmm. With food. Man, um, I don't know if it's, well, I guess a favorite scene doesn't mean it has to be like yummy good. I mean, I guess it could be a scary scene too. But I think about uh, Pan's Labyrinth when you encounter the Pale Man. Mm. All right. Wasn't all right. Wasn't there like this elaborate dinner table with with a? Oh yeah. It, it was like, uh, and the food just looked so immaculate, and it was just a, like this extravagant table of just food that just looked absolutely amazing, and then that guy. <laughs> shows up and his eyes are on his hands and it's like one of the scariest but most creative like memorable creatures or monsters I think of all time like in all of cinema like I'll never forget the pale man so that's I think I'm gonna go with that you know an odd choice but I think it's a fitting one yeah that works yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that too because it's so great. Like when it's this whole thing and it's like, but you can't eat anything and then she eats like the one grape. Mm-hmm. And then it's just pale man. Yeah. And then he just shows up after the one grape. Yep. <laughs> oh, I get it. But like in all honesty, like my favorite food related thing though, in movies truly is the entire movie chef. I fucking love that movie. I love the cooking scenes. They're insanely authentic. I just love everything in that movie, especially when it comes to the food. Like, yeah. It just is so accurate and so real and so good. Like, the food also looks amazing. So I want it. I like, I really like the scene when he's showing his son sort of like how he makes stuff and how, how, like, I think John Leguizamo and John Fabro are showing the kid 
you know, hey, this is what you do. This is how you make it. I like that scene. Because that was like the first time the kid was having fun in the movie, really. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's my answer. All right. Okay, next question is from Kurt. And the question is, um, or the statement at this point is, create an impromptu recipe on the podcast. All right, Kurt. That's dumb. That's not how recipes work. You can't just make an impromptu like recipe. All right, I'm going to say a bunch of shit, Kurt. And this is just for Kurt. I'm going to say a bunch of shit. And Kurt, I want you to follow it step by step and eat it. And tell me how it goes. (laughs) It's going to be shit. All right. So let's just go with one cup of orange juice, half a cup of soy sauce, a quarter cup dark soy sauce. There is a difference. Let's go. Let's go with half a teaspoon of MSG. I know people are going to say some shit. MSG is fine. It's delicious. (laughs) And we're going to go a quarter teaspoon of black pepper and a quarter teaspoon of garlic. Okay. Take all those and mix that together. And then you're going to marinate. Let's do chicken breast in that. So get some boneless, skinless chicken breast and marinate in that. And then you're going to oven roast it whilst taking the leftover marinade once it's done and basting that onto the chicken every once in a while while it roasts. And then you're going to top that off with a sprinkling of brown sugar right before, about 10 minutes before that you're going to take the chicken out of the oven. That actually might be pretty good, but that's off the top of my head. So Kurt, you do that. Now, one thing I can (laughs) give you though, is I do have a recipe for buttered noodles. And I know that sounds incredibly simple. Like you cook noodles and throw butter on them. No, no, no. The way I make butter noodles is like an emulsified butter sauce. So it actually clings to the noodles differently. And it's got a more creamy texture to it. So it's a lot better. So I prefer linguine. You can also go with a spaghetti or a spaghetti noodle. Um, but get good quality pasta. Like from the store. You typically find it, it'll say like uh, die cut or something like that. Those tend to be your better pastas. And it might be just double the price of the cheap ass like other shit, which is still not bad. It's like, you know, going to be like $3 for a thing of pasta instead of a dollar, whatever. But get that. Okay, so cook the pasta. Now, when you're cooking the pasta, that water needs to be super fucking salty. And I use kosher salt. I don't use like table salt or anything like that. I use kosher salt. But you put like a handful of salt in that water. I know it sounds a lot, but ideally when it comes to traditional Italian food, the water is to be as salty as the sea. And by the sea, they mean the Mediterranean Sea, which is very salty. Okay. So like a handful of salt. I know it seems like a lot, but that salt is going to get into those noodles. It needs it. Okay. So you do that. And so about two minutes before the 
the pasta's done cooking, uh, take like a, a glass or a Pyrex, like one cup full thing, like measuring cup, and just dip that in and save yourself one cup of that pasta water. Okay. Then what you do is, you know, drain your noodles as normal, like into a colander and all this other stuff. Don't rinse them. Anytime somebody tells you to rinse noodles or rinse rice, they're a fucking terrible human being. Never do it. It's stupid. Don't rinse it. You just, you know, drain it. Okay. Now back into the pot, not on the heat, but just back into the already hot pot. Throw your noodles back in there. Then take one uh, stick of butter. A very easy, good butter to get is like Kerrygold, which is an Irish cream butter. Lots of stores have it, like Walmart has it. Get that, okay? And then get, uh, and then add maybe about a half a cup of that pasta water back into it. And then just stir the pasta and just keep stirring and stirring and stirring and stirring and stirring and stirring until that butter's melted and emulsifies with that uh, pasta water because the pasta water has a bunch of starch in it. So then let it emulsify. And then if you need to, like, if it's still way too thick or something like that, you can just start adding little bits of that pasta water. Because like I said, you save a cup. I've never used a whole cup in doing this. And just adding little bits more of pasta water in there. And then just keep stirring, keep stirring, keep stirring. And ultimately, it'll become like a creamy sauce that just evenly coats your noodles. But it's butter. And it just tastes like butter. Then you can salt and pepper to taste. I put a lot of like freshly black, uh, freshly ground black pepper on mine. I really like that. And I do, I really like salt too. So I put that, but you know, just salt and pepper to taste. And if you're feeling extra crazy, maybe some red pepper flakes, not bad, very good. But that way you get that taste of butter and noodle, that very basic taste, but it's a way better consistency. And like I said, it's a lot more of an even coating. And then when you're done eating it, it's not like you have like a pool of butter in the bottom of your bowl. Like this butter clings to your noodles because of that emulsification. And it becomes, like I said, very creamy. So it's got a better mouthfeel to it also. So there you go. Well, there you go. That sounds good. Yeah, I am unfortunately not a recipe person. Like I... And I kind of eat meals as if I'm still a child. Like sometimes I'll have like a peanut butter sandwich for dinner or cereal for lunch. Like (laughs) a very much like a convenience food person when it comes to just like, you know, meals I have at home. Um, But, and I also am just like more of, I, when I cook things, I'm like, I want to follow someone else's recipe because I trust it more than my own. So I don't really have a go-to recipe, but I will say that Sterling's noodle recipe made me kind of hungry for the butter noodles. Hmm. A very interesting question indeed. Well, Kurt, this is the only answer I can give. It's the only one that I can recommend as far as something that I have created. So what you're going to do, Kurt, is you are going to get into your vehicle. You're going to use the 
um, the rear camera to back out just for safety. You know, you don't want to hit anyone when you back out. You're going to drive to the nearest supermarket. Now, this supermarket needs to sell uh, cereal. Now, it needs to sell the, you know, one that's going to sell a variety. You don't want to go to like a convenience store or something where you may not get the the two that you need. So I'm going to need you to go to the supermarket. The trip there will barely even be an inconvenience. You'll probably find that you'll get an abundance of green lights. You are going to go to the <laughs> cereal really aisle. That <laughs> yeah, you're going to. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll he'll get mostly green lights. Now on the way back, I can't guarantee that. But when you arrive to the supermarket of choice, and I hope it's a good one, you are going to go to the cereal aisle. You are going to buy raisin bran crunch and frosted mini wheats. Don't ask me any questions yet. Don't, I don't want you, don't say anything. Stop. Don't even say anything. Just buy the two. You're going to purchase them. The woman in front of you is going to take extra long and you're going to wish that you went to the self checkout, but it's okay. <laughs> um, now the trip back is going to be more red light. So be prepared for that. You know, just don't, not too much cell phone and driving. Just make sure you get home safely. You are then going to take the milk that of your choice that is already in the fridge. You're going to mix the frosted mini wheats with the raisin bran crunch. And you are going to pour the milk in and you are going to eat it. And when you do that, you will understand that this mix that I just really, this was necessity being the mother of invention. I had very little Raisin Bran Crunch and I had very little Frosted Mini Wheat. So I decided to mix them. <laughs> and when you eat this, Kurt, you are going to have an out-of-body experience. And then I want you to tell me what it was that you ate. Did you eat Frosted um, Raisin Bran Mini Wheats? Did you eat raisin wheat mini bran? Or did you eat wheat bran mini raisins? You tell me, Kurt. <laughs> you tell me. I 100% have done that before, though. Mixing, I actually really like mixing two different types of cereal, even if I have enough of both. <laughs> so I totally get it. Oh, you want to go down this yeah. route? You want to go down the mixing <laughs> cereal route? <laughs> yeah, let's go, man. We're right, on the road, get, man. You, let's you go. Get that maple brown sugar life cereal. You get that cinnamon life cereal. Mix that at a good 50 50 ratio. That's delicious. You get some regular <laughs> frosted flakes. You get some cinnamon frosted flakes. Mix that together. That's some <laughs> deliciousness. Now, but I've never had your good, raisin yeah. brand frosted mini wheat combo, Justin. But just based on my years of cereal mixing expertise, it sounds like you got a hit on your hand. Yeah. <laughs> sounds delicious. It was, it bro. Does. It was a smash. It was a smash. I went whoa, and I'll just and then there were other <laughs> things said, but I don't remember. My soul left my body. So yeah. <laughs> It's pretty good. I mean, I typically it, like to mix a cinnamon cereal with the sweet cereal. Find it very delightful. 
but yeah. also uh, done the apple cinnamon Cheerios with your traditional honey nut Cheerios. That's delicious. Oh, oh. yeah. I also like honey nut and regular together too. You know, regular Cheerios is a great mixer. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like it um, by itself, but boy, when it when it's when it combines its strength with another cereal, it could be gold. Oh, I can see that. I've also done a a Crispix, which is a very plain cereal. Mix that with some cinnamon toast crunch. Very delicious. Okay, balances I can see it that. out a little bit. You know, not too sweet. So I get it. Also, you want to get into the hot cereals. You get you yourself that Quaker Oats varietal pack that comes with the apple cinnamon, the maple brown sugar, and the cinnamon spice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You mix all three of those. You take one packet of each and mix all those in <laughs> one bowl. That is oatmeal fucking god right there. I have done that. And that, that is oatmeal god. That is that was that is awesome. No, that, that that is great. That is a great ass combo. That is truth right there. Yeah. Also, I am also a god at mixing ramens. Right? Get yourself get yourself a packet of chili ramen and then just mix it with something else. So you get the chili ramen, which is like technically like a chili like like a jalapeno pepper type of flavor. You mix that with a pork ramen or a chicken ramen or a beef ramen. So you get that spicy beef, but it's not the same as if you buy the spicy beef ramen. It's like a, it's a more pure, like, I don't want to say spice flavor, but like pepper flavor to it, right? Super good. Get the soy sauce ramen. Soy sauce ramen's fucking good. Or the soy ramen, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mix that with one of those. Super good. Um, I'll also take like a picante beef and mix it with the regular beef. Because sometimes the picante flavor isn't beefy enough for me, you know? So I up the beef quotient by mixing it with a beef. So you still get that spice and that picante flavor from the picante beef. But you up your beef quotient and make it a super beefy also. Fucking delicious. Uh, the oriental flavor. There's an oriental flavor of ramen. I haven't seen it in a while, but that was super good. Maybe the whole pandemic slowed it down. But when that comes back, you take that and mix that with the chili. Then it's just more or less, it's like an MSG chili flavor. And that's super good because you got that super umami flavor from the oriental ramen mixed with that spicy heat of the chili ramen. Fucking delicious. And I'm all, I'm just talking about like your regular ramen bricks. I'm not talking about any of that other fancy shit. I'm talking about your basic ass ramen flavors. They're just good to mix and match. Just try out your own shit. Mix and match them. Oh man, it's a good time. Like then I'll also doctor it. I'll add a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, maybe a little bit of garlic powder. Then I'll add some like Tony's Creole seasoning to it. Maybe some green pepper chalua. It's all good. Mix and match that shit. A fun time. See, I haven't delved into the mixing of ramens, but I need to try some of that. Yeah, I'm all hungry now. <laughs> I think it's because like my, all sounds good. my standard ramen is two packets of ramen when I eat it. So sometimes like I'll, I'll just, I'll go basic. I'll do like two beef, 
or two chicken or something. But every once in a while, I like I mix and match. I can just make it a more flavorful bowl. I haven't had a bad combo yet. There you go, Kurt. Right. Got some no recipes shell. to go with. Yeah. But I know about mixing. So do it, <laughs> do it, Kurt. Do it. Mini wheats and raisin brand. Do it. Report back. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question is what is your go to travel food from Jeb? It depends on where I'm traveling. If I'm traveling in the state of Texas, I pretty much eat at every Whataburger I go to. Like every like I pass by. Go to Whataburgers. I'll just stop <laughs> Whataburgers nonstop. Outside of that, it's probably Mickey D's. Get that McDonald's. They're everywhere. And it's good. Yeah. See, and I wasn't sure how to interpret this because there was like if we're talking like places that I like to go to when I am traveling, my go-to also would be Whataburger um, in Texas, of course. Um, if we're talking just like, say I'm on a road trip or something like that, like food that I would have while on a road trip or something, like a snack type of thing, I would definitely go with like a trail mix situation. Yeah. I get that because see, that's what I was having trouble because I was thinking, okay, is he just talking about like light snack, like finger foods or like, you know, like little candy bars and stuff? Like, is he talking about like what you would eat whilst in the car traveling, like little travel right. snacks and stuff? That's what I interpreted it as too. So for me, yeah, same thing with you. I like, uh, uh, Planners has a mix, has a trail mix or a mix called Nutrition. I really like that one. It's got like, you know, it's got cashews and nuts and little raisins almonds. and yeah, almonds. So I like their little Nutrition mix. Um, kind bars. I like the the way that those taste, and they don't have too much uh, sugar and everything like that. So they're pretty low in sugar, but they taste pretty good. There's a coconut chocolate almond one that's really good i like it so if i see that i like to grab um something like that um and here lately oh i forget what the name of those people are but there are these protein cookies that are sold at stores now like you can get a chocolate chip they got an oatmeal raisin oh i forget what the name of the 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 company name is but, you know, they're supposed to be plant-based and all this other kind of stuff. But they're like cookies. And they taste pretty good. You know, I tried a chocolate chip one the other day, just trying something. And it wasn't bad. It tasted like a chocolate chip cookie, you know. For the, mo- for the most part, I mean, I couldn't really tell much of a difference. So, it was pretty legit, man. If I think of the name, I'll post it or say it. At some point, if the name comes to mind, but they, they were they were pretty good. Um, little protein keto cookies is what it was called. It was called a keto cookie, but I can't remember the company name. But anyway, yeah, those would probably be like some go to like snacks on the road. I try to keep it pretty light. Now, as far as like restaurants, like what y'all are talking about, like places like that. I mean, of course, uh, you know, Canes is always 
an option is always lingering out there. But uh, but yeah, man, I'll go to a burger place like McDonald's or Whataburger and get my burgers no bun. You know what I'm saying? You're fucking disgrace. Just go and get me being. a <laughs> just give me a burger no bun, bro. I won't be hearing Maybe that shit. Some... I won't be hearing that shit. Maybe we have a good some... episode, Justin. Quit trying to fucking ruin it. <laughs> Maybe throw some <laughs> bacon on it. You know what I'm saying? If I'm feeling froggy, I might ask for some lettuce. You know? So, yeah, that's what, that's normally what I'm doing. But normally, man, when we travel, we try to, you know, we wind up going to a sit down restaurant. And normally after a match, I like to have a steak after a wrestling match or after a long travel. I like to sit down and really a, a steak. If I'm like sitting down, normally that's what I like to have. I like to, be in a sit-down restaurant, so I'll find a steakhouse or see what people are recommending or something like that. Man, and I'm getting me a medium uh, sirloin, you know, hopefully bigger than eight ounces. And I will sit and I will enjoy that. So that's me, anyway, for traveling foods. Nice. Yeah. Um, We have two more questions. This next one is... uh, we have touched on this previously, but the question was from Tyler, and it was pineapple on pizza. Go fuck <laughs> off! <laughs> I really want to like do a survey with our listeners on this one because it really it feels like a real split down the middle <laughs> from what I could tell. Um, as I've stated before, I'm all in. That's one of my favorite types of pizza. Is uh, pineapple and the Canadian bacon, a little Hawaiian pizza. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's always good. So I am all in for it. Uh, I I have no issues with it. Um, but I know Sterling has incredible issues with it. <laughs> nah, fuck that noise. Like I don't give a <laughs> fuck if they do like it. I don't give a fuck if nine thousand people answer this survey. And I'm the only motherfucker that says it's gross. When it boils down to it, they are all wrong. It's that simple. I mean, you motherfuckers putting pineapple on pizza is a slippery slope that will lead to the end of humanity. And I know this. (laughs) Because you know what kind of shit they put on pizzas in fucking Sweden? Because that you gross-ass motherfuckers had the audacity <laughs> to even try fucking pineapple on a pizza. They put shit like bananas and kiwis on pizza there. I hope you're fucking happy. You gross ass <laughs> individuals. You fucking pond scum that scraped off a dead duck's oh, wow. carcass. You motherfuckers for even having the audacity to try it. To even Go, you know what? I'm going to give this a chance. Are the reason why people are putting fucking kiwis on a goddamn pizza. You morose motherfuckers. And you know what? <laughs> well, how do you know if it's good or not if you haven't tried it? You know what well, I mean? Well, it's not good. It's fucking pineapple on a pizza. It's in the name. It's not good. <laughs> and I'm saying this as somebody that has had it before. I am part of the, I am part of the problem. I did it. I had it. And you know what? I was right. It's disgusting as fuck. But 
at least I care about humanity enough to admit my mistake and try to preserve whatever fucking small-ass chance we have of surviving in this crazy-ass chaotic universe and do my part to end the monstrosity that is one of the worst things to ever happen in this universe from continuing to happen. Wow. Those are some strong feelings about pineapple on pizza. No, no, they're not. They're the correct feelings. <laughs> they're the only appropriate feelings. If they, if you have any feelings other than this, you are wrong. It's not even like debate. It's not an opinion. It's none of that shit. It is fucking undeniable, quantified, empirical fact that pineapple does not go on pizza. <laughs> well, right then. I had it. I had it. Uh, Last week for my cheat meal. Yeah, and actually. Jeff, and, and what did and I say great. earlier that I've also called you before? A morose motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and I instructed the cook to make it with love and use good pine. Maybe your chef just didn't use good pine and maybe he cooked it with hate, man. And that's why you have so much hate, man. I think you, know what, you need to try some love pine. You need some love pine. Some good pine, man. You have to put some good pine you may on be your right. pizza. You may be right, Justin. The person that made the pineapple on the pizza that I had a slice of once. Maybe you're right that they did make it with hate. Because you know why? That is the appropriate fucking emotion to have if you make pizzas for a <laughs> living and you're putting goddamn pineapple on a pizza. There is no other emotion that you should fucking experience. Even if you quote unquote like it. You're lying to your fucking self. But even if you think that you have tricked your brain into fucking liking it, you still unquestionably and unconsciously are filled with hate when you're putting it because you know deep down inside your fucking heart soul that what you are doing is wrong on every conceivable and unconceivable level that has ever happened. Man. That chef really didn't do you a solid, man. Putting pineapple on a pizza is the songbird equivalent of pizza. Ooh, that's rough. Like, wow. You motherfuckers that put pineapple on pizza are the equivalent of the people that okayed songbird to be made. It's just a nonstop <laughs> series of bad decision after bad decision. Like, you order it. You wow. spend your hard-earned money on literally something that should never exist. And then you follow up that decision with actually getting it put in front of you. And then you follow up that terrible ass decision with opening the fucking pizza box. And then that steamrolls into bad decision and bad decision of eating it and then not spitting it out. And then actually somehow fucking swallowing it and actually allowing your body to have to digest something that should never exist. It's fucking so that's two against insane. one on this. No, it's <laughs> two people that are wrong and Sterling is right. Say it right. Oh, okay. Don't sit there and confuse mm. it and act like this is some sort of thing where 
you know, it's up in the air or some shit. No. You're wrong. I'm right. Mm. Well, well, my cook made mine with love, so I'm sorry <laughs> that this guy just did ditch you this way, man. I'm, my cook made it with love, You know man. what? I want to say thank you to that cook that made it with hate, because they are right. They understand. <laughs> they know. They are just trying to spread the truth. And I have nothing but respect and admiration for that individual. Thank you, whoever you are. Thank you. Well, on that note, any more about the uh, pineapple on pizza debate? Putting pineapple on pizza (laughs) and you people that order it are the same reason that in the movie industry, we get things like Grandma's Boy. Oh my gosh. That's a terrible-ass movie. And terrible-ass human beings paid money to see it and watched it and had other people watch it under the guise of it's good. You guys are the equivalent of Grandma's Boys fans. And some of you Cine fans out there might be listening to this and going, but Sterling, I like the movie Grandma's Boy. Well, guess what, listener? You're fucking wrong, too. Putting pineapple on pizza is the equivalent of the M. Night Shyamalan of pizza toppings. Oh, boy. It's not good. The equivalent of the sixth sense, M. Night Shyamalan? No. No. That's just what your mind makes you think. Because Mm. your mind is clouded by the inherent toxins that are in a pineapple pizza. Little known (laughs) fact, when you cook pineapple with cheese and pizza sauce and and ham, it actually creates this invisible toxin that clouds your brain and fills it with just terrible thoughts like, this is good, or I need to order this again. Mm. Well, on that note... Whatever cook did this to you, I'm gonna I'm gonna find him, man. I'm gonna write him a stern letter and you shake at least two and a half pages. He is a fucking hero. No, it's gonna be a stern letter, man. It will be stern. Yeah, you sternly and say gonna, that he is a goddamn national treasure and he is sacred. That person should be fucking nominated for sainthood. Oh wow! Wow, that is, that is intense. Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, I'm not somebody that's religious, but if I was ever to believe in God, it would be because of the individual that made that pizza with hate, proving to me that a loving God does exist because that God is trying to teach me that pineapple pizza was bad and I learned my lesson. I think it would be kind of interesting, wow. though, if like this person is a fan and listens and he like contacts us and he's like that was me <laughs> that would be great he'd still get the stern letter though shake two and a half pages <laughs> I will if if I ever find out who did that I will get a portrait of their fucking face tattooed on me because they are the goddamn savior of humanity wow alright moving on to our last question 
Do you love chicken spaghetti from Paul? I didn't really know that this might be a controversial thing. Like, <laughs> it's just chicken spaghetti. It's fine, I guess. I never, like, I've never thought about needing an opinion about chicken spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Is this something people have opinions on? I don't know anybody <laughs> that actually just eats it. I know it exists. I know I've had it before. But is this something that people actually have opinions on? Because like I said, I've eaten it, and I don't think I've ever formulated an opinion about it. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had it before, and it's it's good. Like, I don't not like it. But it's never something I seek out. Like, I'm never just like, oh, I really need some chicken spaghetti right now. But when I've had it, it wasn't bad. But yeah, I agree. I'm not sure if there are people that have strong opinions on this the way that we do about the pineapple pizza situation. (laughs) But it's fine. Yeah, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. It's kind of right there in the middle of, sure, if that's what we're having, then I'll eat it. I mean, I've just never had it. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm in love or I guess if I got to know her. I mean, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I guess, I mean, what is it exactly? Is it what I think it is? It's just instead of meatballs, it's chicken? See, that's the thing. Is I've had chicken spaghetti that was once, it was just like like chunks of chicken breast with spaghetti noodles and essentially Italian dressing. Mm-hmm. I've had that, and it was called chicken spaghetti. I don't think I've ever had it with like a like a marinara sauce. But even then, would that be really that crazy? Because of like chicken parmesan is just thinly cooked chicken breast that's breaded with tomato sauce, and sometimes you get it with noodles. So I mean, it's not a crazy thing, I don't suppose. Yeah, I think that would be good actually. I mean, I'm just saying that I've had. Yeah. So it would be a version of that if you want it with tomato sauce. I've never had a version of chicken spaghetti with tomato sauce because spaghetti doesn't technically refer to the sauce. It refers to the noodle. The versions I've, I've had is like I said, it's like chicken with like Italian dressing and noodles. And every once in a while, it might be like a creamy Italian dressing with noodles and chicken. You know what I mean? It's just that. So like I said, it's... yeah. I've never formulated an opinion about it because I've literally never thought about it. I've just eaten it and it's just kind of so unoffensive yet also so un-awe-inspiring that you're just like, okay, this exists and I guess I got nutrients out of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's like white bread. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't seek out white bread, but I'll like if that's what they have, I eat it. You right. know, technically, I get nutrients out of it, but I'm never like, oh my God, give me some white bread. Right. No, I totally agree. Yeah. And I do feel like when I've had it, for me, what I remember is that it was that creamier dressing. So, yeah. All right. Anything else on that one? On <laughs> the chicken spaghetti question? Nope, I'm good. And if not, that is our last question for tonight. Thank you, everybody, again, for sending those in. 
Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about that may or may not be food related? I am. I feel like we got some good questions out of this. I'm good. Yeah, I think I'm good too. I was going to ask y'all as a question. What are your go-to restaurants? Like just top three places mm. you like to eat. But I mean, got to answer that. Y'all kind of already have, so. Well, I mean, I can answer that. Like, it really depends. Like, if I'm somewhere where there's a Whataburger, I'm eating Whataburger. That's just what I'm eating. All day, every day. That's what I'm going to (laughs) eat. But, like, since I'm not there, I'm here, like, so, like, if I'm, like, a go-to restaurant, um, I really like going to a place called Mr. Subs. It's up here. It's, like, a Chicago uh, chain restaurant up here. It's kind of what it sounds like. It's a sub place. Each one of them kind of has a different menu. I really like the one in Joliet because I can get this thing called a chicken Philly. It's super fucking good. Um, but like, it's a little different everywhere. Like some places don't have hot sandwiches. They just have cold shit. Uh, they do have those crinkle cut fries like Justin likes. Um, but they mm-hmm. also have RC Cola <laughs> on tap, like out of mm-hmm. fountain. And that's fucking special. And it's this whole great thing. Um, like McDonald's, like I don't feel like I ever go wrong with McDonald's. It's just fine and fucking good to eat. Uh, there's also a place up here that I'm very new to, but it's really fucking good. It's called the Bosnia Grill. It serves Bosnian food. And I'm apparently a very big fan of Bosnian food. It's, and I get this thing called the meat platter, and it's these crinkle cut fries, but dude, they cook them like a little bit longer than some places, so they're really fucking crispy and good. But, like, the meat platter just comes with, like, a hamburger patty, this grilled chicken breast, this, like, beef sausage, and then these little mini beef pork sausages. Like, a bunch of fries and, like, a couple things of Bosnian bread, which is kind of just like a flatbread. It's a little bit fluffier and a little chewier than sometimes, like, a regular pita bread. No, but it's just super good. Like, Bosnian food, they don't really do a lot of spices or anything like that. It's a very simple... Flavor profile, it's mainly just salt and pepper. But it's done so in a way that's just designed to really just enhance the meat flavor. You know, just to bring out the the meat flavor of these items. And it's just a very good pure meat taste. I really like it. I get that every once in a while at this place. The Bosna Grill up in Arlington Heights, if you're ever in the Chicagoland area. Super good. That sounds good. Um, for me, I my favorite restaurant is one that I go to with um, my my best friend every as pretty much as often as we can. Um, it's this place called Granite City, um, and it's a brewery. It's I I love it. I just I think I I also just enjoy the atmosphere. Like I'm a very big I like a good atmosphere type of person when I eat. So, um, so yeah, I really, I just like the aesthetics. I like the, just the whole vibe that they have there, but their food is good. It's not anything out of the ordinary. It's like American food. You know, they have a really good grilled cheese with avocado. Um, they have really good mango habanero wings. Um, you know, just a good burger. If you're looking for a burger, they have a lot of really good items and good deals there. So I like it a lot. Um, you know, in that half price wine, you know, <laughs> I'm all over that. Um, 
I would also say, honestly, I'm a really big fan of noodles and company. I realize that there's probably other places that are better at making those types of foods. It's just a bunch of pastas and noodles and stuff like that. But the mac and cheese at noodles and company is super good. In my opinion, I am a big mac and cheese person and I love their mac and cheese. I think it's so good. So I would say that one, um, let me see. This is kind of tough. Cause I mean, I have fast food restaurants that I like a lot, but then I have normal ones. So, um, I would say, Ooh, um, Oh, there's this uh, restaurant called Kona Grill, which is a Japanese slash American restaurant. And they have amazing sushi and they have these avocado egg rolls with this really good sauce that you put it in. And it's super amazing. And I've never had avocado egg rolls anywhere else. So they were really good. And their sushi is just a good quality sushi. So I would pick those as my favorite. Nice. Man, y'all, y'all all had some good ones. I'll go really quick. Um, yeah, go for it. I, I'll, I'll start with three. Uh, number three, there's a, um, kind of a, I guess it's more of a Tex-Mex kind of place. Uh, Fuzzy's Tacos is the name of the place. And I don't know if y'all ever. What's it called? Fuzzy's Tacos. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, um, it's kind of got like a vintage kind of, uh, atmosphere, but I just think that they have really good burritos. Their breakfast burritos are are on point. Um, they've got this uh, shredded chicken burrito that I just absolutely love. So if and, and you know and I've and I'm like, one time I was popular for posting that I'm not really a Mexican food fan, and everybody was like, "What are you crazy?" But I'm not. But if I am going to do Mexican food, I like. There, I, I really like what they have on the menu. I think that it's really good. They have a badass chips and queso. So, like, I mean, I just love their queso. And I'm not a queso fan. I'm really not. But that, but it's like that queso that they have at Fuzzy's Tacos is very, very good. So, and maybe it's got some sentimental value because a friend that I had that passed away introduced me to the place. So, it, so it's kind of got some, I guess, sentimental value to it as well, you know, as far as just, I think, you know, when I'm there, I think about when I first went there with him and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, and some people, you know, if you are in the Midland Odessa area and you know who Fred Urban is, you know what I'm talking about because he took everybody to Fuzzy's Tacos. So I just have good memories of that place. So that's probably like a go-to like Mexican place. Like if, if we're somewhere where Fuzzy's Tacos is and that's an option, we're probably going to wind up going there. So Fuzzy's will be number three. Uh, number two is probably, um, man, I mean, it, 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 it's either Cane's or McDonald's, man. Like, like Cane's, if I'm feeling chicken strips, like well, like we've already said, no need to re-explain it, but that that's typically where I want to go if I'm feeling chicken strips. And then McDonald's, like doing some double quarters, quarter pound is no bun. They're just delicious. And also, if I'm in the mood for chicken nuggets, man, I really like McDonald's chicken nuggets. I love them. I've loved them since 
I was a kid. And yeah, I know that, you know, well, now they say that they have some real meat in them and some shredded up, grinded up, whatever is in them, <laughs> processed, whatever is in those nuggets. I don't know what is in those nuggets that they, that isn't the meat, but whatever it is, they're great. I love those chicken nuggets. So yeah, that, that, that's probably going to be a tie for two. And then number one, just the number one place that I like to go is a steakhouse. Oddly enough, is Texas Roadhouse. And I know that's weird. I know that there are other places like here in my Midland area where you can go and get like, I guess, quote unquote, better steaks. We got an outback here. We got Longhorn. There's other steak places that people like to go. But what I like about Texas Roadhouse is that I feel like I get the biggest steak for the price. Like it's the only place that I've been where I can get, I can get a 16 ounce sirloin and it's about 20 bucks and everywhere. And it's good. You know, it's a good steak. It's cut well. Um, and it's delicious. I get it medium and I'm never disappointed. You know, they've got the, the bread rolls that they have there are great. I love their rolls. I think that they're freaking good. They've got this cinnamon butter stuff that comes with the rolls. And man, that stuff, that is some good stuff right there. I love that, uh, cinnamon butter. Or if I got a diet, I can get peanuts. You know, if I'm, if I'm not cheating, I can go there and I can get some peanuts, you know, and just be just fine. Uh, when I order that, um, even the way that they do some of their vegetables, like the broccoli and stuff like that, they, they add just a little, a touch of flavor into them. So I really like their vegetables too, but that's the only place I can go and get a steak that big for the price everywhere else. I feel like I'm paying more for less steak and I haven't, and it's not good enough. It's not, even if I do think that it tastes a little bit better than Texas Roadhouse, it doesn't taste good enough where I'm paying like $20 for an eight ounce or a 10 ounce, but I can go there and get 16 for the same price. So normally if I got to have a steak, that's where I'm going. So yeah, I guess that would round out my top three. Good choices. I think everyone had good choices here. All right, yeah, that's it. I promise. <laughs> Uh, any other thoughts, guys? Nope, I'm yeah. good. On that note, guys, thank you for listening to this bonus episode, this bonus off-script episode of the Semislayers Podcast. Check us out on the internet, www.semislayers.com. Check us out on Facebook, Semislayers Podcast, Twitter, and Instagram, where we're cinema underscore slayers. Uh, give us a five-star rating review. We'd really appreciate it. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your moms, because moms want to hear my butter noodle recipe. So make sure they hear this. Shout out to Plug Migo and Mundo Ochoa for our theme song and logos respectively. And as always, just remember, according to Justin, pineapple doesn't belong in a pizza and Moon Knight's the best picture winner. <laughs> I never said that about pineapple. Nope, you did. Too late. Somebody else. I did not. Nobody knows anything but you. No, I distinctly heard pineapple it. Pineapple in the evening, right? pineapple in the morning, pineapple at supper time. Where you can have pineapple on a pizza. You can eat pizza with pineapple anytime. But that's not true. <laughs>
That was a great way to end that, though. But it's factually not true, Justin. You can eat pizza anytime when it's on a bagel. But you cannot eat pineapple on a pizza anytime. There are specific times in the day which nobody can make it. So you are a liar. Damn dirty liar. I'll chop up that pine myself. I hope you do, Justin. I hope you regret it. Because you will. Because you will. Justin, by definition, you cannot put pineapple on a pizza with love. Because the act of putting pineapple on a pizza, by definition, is a hateful and evil act. (laughs) It is impossible to do with love. Every time you put pineapple on a pizza, Justin, you were saying you hate human existence. Every time. And you're saying you want to hasten its end. Mm-hmm. I'm out.